Hey you guys, welcome to episode 34 of Run Wild with Lauren and Bud. It's been a long time, we are getting back on track. Today's episode is a fun one that we actually recorded last year um, and it never got edited and uploaded, so here it is. And if you're following us on social media, you know that we are relaunching, revamping, so ready to get this podcast back up and running on a regular schedule. So we hope that you're uh, still out there listening and you'll join us for the next chapter of our adventure. We are going to go beyond trail running. That is still the main focus of the podcast, Running Wild with Lauren and Bud, following our trail ultra adventures, following our racing adventures, interviewing other people, but we're definitely branching out into other endurance sports as we move forward. We've got some mountaineering trips coming up. We've got adventure racing, some bike packing trips, lots of endurance pursuits in addition to trail and ultra. And we cannot wait to share Some really exciting things coming up. Lots of new things on the horizon to share. Lots of new people to meet. Um, So we hope you will join us on this journey. If you've got questions, if you want to be on the show, please reach out to us. We love to get to know our listeners and interact with everyone. Okay, so it is 2023. We're going to drop now the episode that we did months ago back in 2022, and then we're going to relaunch with all new episodes coming to you in the coming months. Um, We're just so stoked. Thanks for hanging in there with us, and without further ado, here's the last episode that never got up into your ears. Here it is now. Let's do it. So, Lauren, how are you tonight? Yeah, bud. Oh, I'm good. I'm sitting outside. Uh, it feels really good. It feels like fall. So okay. uh, there's leaves everywhere. It's really nice. How about you? I'm good. You know, um, I'm in my mobile studio, and uh, I got to the gym this afternoon. Uh, work This work week was tough, uh, but we're past it. So. And now we're podcasting. Now we're podcasting. So I've got a lot of, uh, I've got a huge list of stuff here and I can just, uh, ask you something and let you start talking. Awesome. All right. Give me your thoughts on cross training. My thoughts on cross training. What a broad and general question. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like what is it and what kind of stuff can you do? People hate it. People like it good for you it's bad for you what what's the deal okay so as a runner let's say an ultra runner especially I think cross training I'm not going to say that it's required but I think it's such a good idea for so many reasons um and okay so a lot of people know that I'm, I'm coaching now and so I can see the benefits of cross training, both in my own training, but also in other people that I coach. And so lots of different reasons. One, it's not good to do the same thing repetitively day in, day out to your body. 
Well, yes, first, need to... first, tell us what cross-training is. <laughs> I guess back up the train. So cross-training yeah. is something you do outside of your prioritized sport. So, for instance, if you're a runner, cross-training could be bicycling, swimming, rock you know, activity, exercise, however you want to say it, outside of your sport is cross-training because why is it called cross-training? Because you're still working your cardiovascular system, you're still using your muscles. So it's a type of exercise, but it's separate and different than what you typically prioritize, let's say running. Yeah, and uh, different styles of cross-training have different benefits for you and uh some of them right you can uh let's say you're injured as a runner and you need to stay off your heel because of plantar fasciitis or something then you can right you can still exercise without stressing out that part of your body and i, I absolutely would, i would imagine swimming is an excellent cardiovascular sport super low impact I know that myself as a swimmer, um, I tend to run better the more I swim because when you swim, you're pretty much uh, taxing your cardiovascular system, and and so you stay in really good cardiovascular shape. Yeah, At least totally. With your, your breathing, yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of people that run a lot and don't cross train, they find that when they do get injured, because most people who run eventually will have some type of injury. Um, they find when they get injured, they're like, well, now what do I do to stay in shape, to stay healthy, to not lose, you know, muscle mass, to not lose cardiovascular fitness? What do I do? And so if you already have, you know, something that you enjoy doing as cross training, then you don't have to worry about it. Typically, let's say, you know, you are dealing with something on your foot, like you said, well, you can still swim, maybe you can still bike. There's other things you can do. Um, and so I think it's just good to make a well-rounded athlete that you challenge your body in ways outside of your, you know, the sport you're training mm-hmm. for, but also it can have carry over, you know, like with building your cardiovascular system, but you're using muscles maybe in a little bit different way, but you're taking, um, you know, that repeated impact off of your joints while still Mm. utilizing and working the muscles in a different way but the same muscles you'll depend on for running um you're using them in a different way you're you're maintaining cardiovascular fitness sometimes it even helps you improve your vo2 max outside of running so i think there's a lot of benefits i think especially as people age and maybe they've been running for a long time and they're getting some of those wear and tear injuries from just the repetitive movement being able to use cross train to stay as active as you would like, you know, that becomes important if you're having to reduce mileage for any reason. Um, so yeah, I think there's lots of benefits to cross training and it's a mental boost, right? It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Even if you love running and you run all the time, it is so great to have something else outside of that, just to be mentally stimulating and and to kind of get you through ruts or, or plateaus in running. So I think there's a multitude of benefits for sure. Have you ever experienced um, like people who are 
crossfitters okay and that's like a weird uh-huh. sport where they i guess lifting weights is a sport and they they do this crossfit stuff and that's not that's not the same thing as cross training but crossfit is like right. this other style of lifting weights i don't fully understand it but have you ever experienced where like uh, most crossfitters will do like a one mile run that's all they normally do and then once they start trail running or something they get out there and they start kicking everyone's ass because they're just already in such good state of fitness it goes it goes directly towards running you know right and so i think one of the things that i uh it kind of bothers me um i hate to see people just run and not do anything else because, <laughs> because i feel like that puts your body in a really bad athletic shape it's like they if they don't lift weights and they don't do anything like that and all they do is run then their body kind of atrophies in a different way than a normal couch potato would their their body atrophies where their their leg muscles are growing and needing support and their body's not producing enough testosterone or anything else and so it almost looks like they start to lose upper body mass and that might make them the most you know low calorie efficient distance runner but it almost seems like it's going towards a really bad place in their health you know well and your body just adapts to certain movements and patterns and so i think spicing it up you know challenging your muscles in different ways challenging muscles you don't use in your predominant sport all of it's really important if you care about longevity and being kind of a well rounded you know fitness enthusiast whatever you want to call it yeah i think you know there's some hardcore people elite runners who maybe you know well i won't say elite because hopefully if you're elite you're still doing some strength training and mobility work but there are there's a subset of people who just run and run and run and run and that's all they do and you know it may work for you (laughs) it doesn't for a lot of people uh, but I think that eventually those people burn out. Those people aren't the ones you see running ultras in their 70s or whatever. Yeah, because I think uh, bone density and other stuff like that, if you're going to maintain that, you have to be doing some kind of strength training. For sure, Cause, yeah. Because yep. I, I, that's where I was really going with that. I think if all you did was tax your body running and you didn't lift weights or anything, I think you're going to lose muscle mass and bone mass as you age. Yeah, definitely will. And I mean, I I look at strength training not as cross training. To me, strength training is an integral part of any sport. I can't think of any sport where strength training wouldn't wouldn't be part of the programming. So for me, when we talk like lifting weights or doing strength work, to me, that's not even cross training. That's just part of training. Um, And so I think some people get that confused because they think, oh, lifting these weights will make me a better runner. It's not necessarily that lifting those weights will make you a better runner, but it will improve your overall ability to be an athlete. And it can improve indirectly, like running economy. It can, you know, um, prevent injury, make you more coordinated. You know, there's lots of factors to it. Um, And so for me, it's more of a component of any type of training. And then cross training would be, you know, an activity you did not lifting weights, but was, you know, an exercise. Well, the, um, the type of lunges that you're showing 
on your uh, when you're showing your clients certain types of lunges, that type of weightlifting is give, making you a better runner because it's giving you balance in a way that you wouldn't have normally. Correct? Yeah, definitely. You know, um, the way you also build. Yeah, that coordination, I like a lot of unilateral work to build, you know, muscle coordination, engages the core, all those things that we have to have when we run. So I try to make it have a lot of carryover. But yeah, strength training, I mean, I think people, it's, it's you know, all of our social media and, and uh, Facebook pages now, I think people get that strength training is important. I think there used to not be an emphasis on that. And it's, there's been kind of this shift. So that's good. I know yeah. people still aren't going to strength train, and that's fine. But I think you know, it it's something good that you should at least devote a little bit of time to. So <laughs> what's my opinion? Yeah, what kind of cross training have you done recently? So, uh, for those who don't know, Bud and I have signed up as a team to do an adventure race in June. And if you don't know what an adventure race is, it's not just running or hiking, trekking. It is uh, a lot of outdoor sports put together in one big, you know, endurance event uh, with the goal of making it from point A to point B with no GPS devices. So in saying that, I've been doing some cross training lately. We've been mountain biking been trying to get back on the bike, doing some mountain biking since that's part of the adventure race package. Um, so yeah, I've been biking a lot more. I used to be, you know, into biking years ago before I was a runner, uh, but I'm getting back into it. So that is my cross training lately. Yeah, me too. Um, next topic here is, uh, bicycle mishaps. (laughs) So like, we all, we all know that when you're running and stuff, um, the funny stuff that can happen to you, like trips and falls and slips and whatever, you know, what, yeah. what kind of stuff can happen when you're cycling? Well, apparently if you're Bud LaMonica, when you're cycling, <laughs> <laughs> you, you get all kinds of weird mishaps. So I've, <laughs> I've been on two like big bike rides with Bud and each time he's like thrown pedals and side arms at me. <laughs> <laughs> or his bike has, I should say. Uh, so Bud has had, you tell us, Bud, about your mishaps, because I haven't had anything too crazy. Well, I well, did have one thing, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know, I'll tell you this. Uh, I didn't learn all the stuff I knew about bicycles by not having accidents and mishaps. I learned by having mishaps. So mm-hmm. stuff breaks. And I'm telling you, it's not the same as when... Uh, you're at home working on a bike and you've got all your tools and you have all your components and you're not stranded, but you know, you're out on the trail or you're out miles from some location and something breaks. If you can't fix it, you might be stuck. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, I've had numerous flats blowouts and things like that. And I've luckily been able to fix them while I was out, but lately, um, two rides ago, one of my pedals came off and I've never experienced that before. And it, it didn't just come off. It like came apart. So the yeah. inner bearings and all that stuff inside the pedal came apart. So there was like no real good way to put it back together. Um, it was ridiculous. 
I've never yeah. experienced that. Yeah. Um, it's like a factory defect. It wasn't put together right at the factory. So uh, later at home, we, we took it all apart and put it all together, but we had the right tools. Um, and then on the last ride, uh, the pedal didn't come apart, but the uh, crank arm came off the... Uh, it, that holds <laughs> the pedal on, yeah. I'm telling you, I've never on. experienced that. That That should be so tight. It should have so much torque on it that if you ever wanted to take it off on purpose, it would be hard to take it off. And so it came off while we were riding. It yep. Luckily, we were very close to being done. But had that happened somewhere else, yeah, I'd have been pushing it the whole way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it came but, flying off at me. It almost but, took me yeah. out. I'm like, why is there, again, the second ride I've taken with Bud, I've had <laughs> flying objects, you know, coming at me. <laughs> off of his bike trying to take me out it's crazy like does that normally happen bud i don't know <laughs> you know think some stuff like this i i believe that this one bike um i'm not going to say it's cursed i'm going to say that <laughs> oh i am it, it's cursed <laughs> she has a personality and she's she's very bad she's not well uh behaved and i don't you know can an object like that be possessed? I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to say yes. After after being the victim of this bike for two times now, I'm going to uh -huh. say yes. <laughs> yeah, there's just weird stuff that happens like that. Yeah, and well, I mean, I think you just, you can't ride that bike for our race, bud. You just can't. No, I'm not. Um, this bike here is always going to have some kind of bad temper it's there always something's gonna happen i have other bikes that all they want to do is please me and this one does not this one is, <laughs> this bike hates me i don't know what it is yeah i would i would say it's true she hates you and that's for sure we won't even say her name on air we gave her a name and uh you want to say her name well we nicknamed her eleanor because it was like the uh that Mustang on Gone in 60 Seconds, where he never could tame this one Mustang that was like, uh, you know, his favorite. But, you know, yeah. he, every time he stole that car, he got busted, you know? <laughs> yep. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, Eleanor, she has a temper. And uh, so, yeah. So, you know, we've been riding together. Bud's had all these really, really strange, weird mishaps with Eleanor, his bike, who I believe is possessed. <laughs> or just really doesn't like him. I don't know. Uh, and I will say the only thing I've had happen is, uh, well, my brakes went out in the back. And so we, we did that 25-mile ride with only front <laughs> brakes. It was okay. It was <laughs> I lived. I didn't die. So, yeah. So that's the only, like, crazy. I mean, I was, I did, years ago, I did a mountain bike race. <laughs> It's like a little triathlon, like a off-road triathlon. And yeah. uh, I crashed my bike and bent my wheel and tire up, so I couldn't finish the race. But anyways, uh, that was probably more user error than, <laughs> <laughs> than, than a cursed bike. But yeah, I mean, I haven't had anything too crazy. I sprained my ankle in a, in a bike crash like two weeks before I ran Stump Jump. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, it happens. Yeah, since we're kind of on the subject, I want to talk about something else that's a little bit, um, it's kind of out there. Okay. I didn't, 
I didn't want this show to be just about like supernatural stuff, but uh, but <laughs> but but, <laughs> like, yep. okay. but since we're on the subject, you know, okay. yeah, uh, yeah, like monsters and ghosts and all that, but uh, black holes, wormholes, voodoo, etc. So I've had some occurrences lately that are just unexplained phenomenon. Why are you laughing? <laughs> Bud is a cursed man. <laughs> well, there's stuff that happens that shouldn't happen in the regular laws of physics, but they happen, you know, and different things occur. And I kind of related it to that TV show we watched that was, um, what was it called? Uh, open range? No. Front range. Front range? What was it called? Front range? No, it's something range. Outer range. It, outer range, yeah. <laughs> We're old. <laughs> is it on? Is that on Hulu or what's it on? I can't remember, but it's either Hulu or Netflix, one of those streaming services. I want to yeah. say Netflix, but I could be wrong. I don't remember. But the guy has like a farm in the middle of like Wyoming or something. It's like Yellowstone meets Stranger Things. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and there's like a there's like a wormhole on on his property. Yeah. And it but it goes through time. And you if you go on the wormhole Which is what you, a wormhole does. Yeah. Yeah, but stuff comes out of it. So there's like people saying yeah. that there's like these ancient buffalo and ancient mastodons yeah. coming out of it and he he was really from like the 1800s and Right. Popped through it when he was a kid, and now he's in the 1960s. You know. Thanks, thanks and, for ruining that for anyone who hasn't watched it. But... Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's uh, season one. <laughs> yeah, season one right there. Sorry guys. Uh, <laughs> anyhow, uh, I I always do uh like movie reports and book reports, and you basically hear the whole thing. It's not it's not real accurate, but the main parts are <laughs> it's Bud's <going>. recollections. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I saw a movie first, I'm sorry, you're gonna hear it. And that's yeah. what's it may not be correct, but you're gonna hear what I saw, you know. <laughs> oh, so wormholes, Bud. Is you're trying to get drive home well, a point of wormholes. Yeah, if you lose something, like and then it comes back. That's like, and and you know that it was gone and it wasn't there, and then later it's back, but in the wrong place or something. Mm -hmm. And it's like, did it go to another dimension and then come back? Where did what happened during that time span? I think they have those built into all washing machines and dryers, because you know how okay. you like, <laughs> <laughs> like you lose your socks, no matter what you freaking do, you're gonna lose a sock. And it's like, where do they go? They can't just vanish into thin air. So it's almost like maybe the washing machine and dryer, there's some, you know, something in there creates this wormhole <laughs> that transports everyone's socks. Well, since you say that, I mean, they spin at a certain frequency. <laughs> and what if it got to some kind of resonant state that because of the heat or the water or the polarity or something, when it's spinning, and and if it gets to the exact right RPM, and maybe there's some magnetic field or something, and it it just goes to another dimension for a little bit. You you may have figured it out, bud. 
Maybe you're going to get the Nobel Prize for this research. <laughs> <laughs> if so, you're splitting the money with me, okay? Is there another place in the universe where, like, left socks just pop out of the... Right, like maybe in the Bermuda Triangle, it like rain socks, you know. It rain socks. <laughs> <laughs> the wall socks. I don't know. Isn't this supposed to be a running podcast? What's happening here? <laughs> yeah, so, you know, let's talk about camping and stuff, okay? Camping because, and stuff, okay. Yeah, because some of these weird occurrences were happening to me, at least, while we were camping. And so it was, uh, you know, we're a mile from the road and things that I recognize that shouldn't be there are there. And like the one thing was uh, like a, a Ford Power Stroke F-250 2004 to 2010 timeframe when they had the 6.0, the oil filter strainer has an O-ring and that freaking O-ring was there at the camp. I've changed hundreds of these on my truck over the years. I know exactly what that is, but I don't see any reason why that Viton O-ring would be in the middle of camp. It doesn't belong there. I mean, maybe somebody just brought it there so that someone like you would find it and be like, why is this here? Well, it was like something <laughs> from my past, you know? So you think it came through a wormhole and found you while you were camping? Yeah, it's like something that was a burden of mine that okay. reminds me of my past or something. You know what? I, I'm really feeling burdened and would need a reminder. Like a million dollars just fell through this wormhole right now. I'd, I'd be pretty happy with that. Yeah, I don't know, bud. I see what you're saying. Like, how do objects just disappear and then seemingly reappear in a strange place? I don't know. Like my guitar I just don't pick. Yeah, I don't want to fall into a wormhole. Like, that's my biggest fear. <laughs> <laughs> Accidentally be running and then, you know, yeah. Yeah, well, so you lost your wallet, right? I did. I think it fell into a wormhole. <laughs> I'm going to start saying when I lose something. <laughs> well, yeah, but you lost it. I found it. You did. Yeah, he he did. He saved the day. He found my wallet. I was freaking out. Yeah. I used a little bit of deduction for that, though. But it's I, like, if I was Lauren and not using my brain, what would I have done with my wallet? <laughs> I, I lose shit all the time, mostly <laughs> keys. And I'm, I'm serious. And people, I've had people call me. I was on the way to work one day, and one of my wife's friends called me. And she was in a sheer panic mode. And her dad was in a panic mode. And he lost his keys. And I hadn't spoke to this person in four months. And they called me and said, I know that you can help him find these keys. And I was like, are you, are you kidding me? I was like, I was about to drive to work. And so I, I sat down and I was like, okay. I started asking them questions. And I was like, you, you surely you don't want me to drive up to Dunlap to help him find his keys, do you? Or, you know, and they just wanted me to help him over the phone because they knew that stupid shit like this was right up my alley. It sounds and like so, a Bud LaMonica problem to solve. Yeah. So I said, I, I've got to ask you some questions. And let, let's start here. I was like, does he take his lunch to work? Yes. And I was like, okay, does he sit down in his garage and put his shoes on? Or does he put his shoes on in the house? You know, what does he do? And I was like, 
does he routinely walk to his car and then go back in the house like five times because he forgets shit every time? Like, yeah, he does all that stuff. And I was like, okay. I was like, what's coming to me right now? And I'm, I thought at one time it was deduction, but maybe it's really the, the psychic ability. I said, I swear to God, go look in the refrigerator. That's where his keys are. And and he went in there and sure to God, they were on the top shelf of the refrigerator. So That's a I, true story. So I think <clears throat> the big picture of the story is we need to post Bud's cell phone number. And the next time you lose <laughs> your keys, you just call Bud and he will help you over the phone with his powers of deduction. Yeah, uh, not everyone's keys are going to be in the refrigerator. So this is unique. <laughs> It's almost like I'm giving you um, like a palm reading. It's unique for that person. Yeah. So I will say Bud did a good yeah. job finding my wallet. He he did it a good quick, job. It was quick, wasn't it? It was quick. It was. It was. I was it impressed. It came to me really fast. Really yep. fast. It was impressive. I told you. Mm -hmm. So, I'm, I mean, I, you know what? If you uh, lose something, just call it Bud. <laughs> Anytime, day or night. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, wormholes, psychic bud. What else you got? You got more spooky. I mean, it is spooky season. Well, we're, mean, on, we're on the camping subject. So okay. what was it like to be outside in the cold when it, it first got cold in Tennessee, maybe that weekend? Yeah, it was and like the first night it was cold. We were all outside under the stars or under the moon, actually. Yeah. It was like yeah. a full moon. Full moon, yeah. It was, that was bright, wasn't mm -hmm. it? It was. It was and very bright. It kept us awake. You could hear the coyotes and stuff. Mm-hmm. They were howling. Awesome. It was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. So I I had like a um like an army bivy sack that I was I was I was really warm. It was perfect. And yeah. It has like an outer like waterproof bag, almost like a tarp. And so yeah. I just like covered my face with that, so the moon wasn't in my eyes. And <laughs> yeah. I had my werewolf dreams, and I also dreamed about a black bear in camp. You know. Ah, and, I did too. I know. I was freaking out because I thought there was a black bear. So my dream was that we were all awake, freaking out that there was a black bear through camp and we're like outside, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's weird because I dreamed that too. I had some weird dreams that night. But yeah, yeah. it was it was amazing. Probably because we're going to sleep listening to the howling, you know. Yeah. Uh, well, the, the thing that woke me up in the middle of the night was your dog Chewy. He was in my baby sack with his face and he was like French kissing me and stuff. Oh yeah. Then... <laughs> he loves guys. <laughs> <laughs> He's a very loving dog. I, I couldn't make him go away. <laughs> yeah. He loves you bud. He just needed some love. That's funny. That 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 night was like the first time I really appreciated him because he was mostly he annoys me, but his alertness was like making us safe because he was like, I, I knew that nothing could sneak up in camp because he was on guard, you know? Oh, yeah. He so was, that was like the best. All night. Yeah. It was, it was awesome. ridiculous. It was ridiculous. Yeah, he was silly. No, it was good. Uh, I think he kept any animals away from. Oops, sorry, my phone. I'm trying to get. There we go. Yeah. It, uh, animals away from you know camp and stuff. So no, it was good. It was good. Yeah. 
And you heard like the owls and stuff. That was cool. Yeah, I heard some owls and the coyotes, and something did run into camp because um, we didn't end up sleeping in a tent. We were just on the ground, and something yeah. did run into camp, but I don't. It was probably like a raccoon or something. Yeah, a raccoon. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that reminds me. Um, so I did buy uh, some raccoon hats, and one of my kids is running around with one right now. <laughs> But I, I bought them because Jennifer ran over a raccoon the other day, and she right. was so pissed. I mean, and when she called the insurance company, other people had been hitting raccoons. So I don't know if it's, like, raccoon mating season now, so they're running <laughs> out in the street. Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. That's funny. You're going to be like Davy Crockett, huh? Yeah. I came downstairs tonight, and the kids are watching Davy Crockett on, like, Disney+. Plus, and <laughs> And... And Luke is wearing the coonskin hat with the tail and all that stuff. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my dog hates it. My dog hates it because it, it's like a raccoon. He wants it, right? And he's like, good. Yeah. <laughs> eat it. Yep. Uh, I had something else that was related to, what was it? Camping raccoon type stuff. I'm trying to think. Hmm. We can move on to the next topic here. All right. Oh, I have it, no idea what these topics are, by the way. Yeah, I know. <laughs> wasn't it weird, like, how dry the the rivers and creeks were last week? Yeah, so we are in a drought here in the southeast. Um, I think it usually gets kind of dry this time of year, but this is a little unusual. And so um, my, one of my favorite waterfalls is we were around that area and it was bone dry not even a trickle um the spring was dried up the creek was dried up no waterfall uh yeah it was just dry um and so yeah kind of in a drought had a little storm yesterday was it yesterday or earlier this week um but yeah pretty dry which is i heard why we have the early fall so like uh colors have already peaked here in like mm. east tennessee which is very early. Usually it's like at least the second weekend in October. Um, but we had a beautiful fall. It's still mm -hmm. happening. Uh, it's earlier than normal. But I think it's because we are in a drought. Uh, yep. Um, yeah, for sure. And uh, we were still able to find some fish, though, in the creek. There was like a couple puddles. I didn't catch anything, though. Yeah, so the Bud had his trusty little, like, trail run portable fly rod, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Uh, and he did fish some puddles. He did see some fish. But, but they were freaking get... puddles, weren't they? They were dry in between They really the were. Yeah, yeah, that's all that was left of the creek was puddles with a few poor fish huddling, you know, around. Um, so, yeah, hopefully we get some rain. You know, I'm sure we will get saturated here in another week or two yeah but the colors yeah, it are was beautiful mm -hmm. yeah oh this here's but, yeah. a topic so um it's a subject we talk about a little bit but um i'm i call them kind of like natural barometers or contrarians or haters and uh these are usually people who um a contrarian is someone who, no matter what you say, they're going to disagree with you, or they're going to have the opposite, and they're just. You are so who... wrong, bud. <laughs> I'm just kidding. 
well, I'm kidding. You know, teenage angst. They, you know, you could, <laughs> we I, both you have spot, teenagers. We know how that is. Yeah, we got teenagers. I'm telling you, and <laughs> that happens. But also, like, there's some people who are just freaking haters. You know. Oh yeah. And uh, thank God, all the haters tend to follow me and say something nasty on anything I post. But that's that's just how they are. Um, so I think haters are probably more than likely people who are jealous of your success, or at least they're jealous of you somehow. I don't know. But the, my whole point here is a lot of times when I get an idea and I want to do something, and it's a big deal, and something that's important to me, I tend to get a lot of um, grief from, from my family. And it, mm-hmm. it's pe- people who are like, oh, I would never do that, or you shouldn't be doing that. And when when I get that, that's a natural barometer for me. So there's certain people in my life, I love them, but when they tell me no, then I know I'm doing the right thing. Because, <laughs> because, because I know that they're stupid, and I know that they would never do anything <laughs> cool. So, when, Oh, but I hope your family doesn't listen to this. <laughs> All of Bud's friends and family they, are no yeah. longer. <laughs> they know they know who I'm talking about. They know exactly who I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, yeah. But if it's yeah. not for them, if it's not yeah. for them, then I know it's for me. <laughs> Do the opposite of whatever you're saying. That's what yeah, you're me. it's like a natural barometer, you know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So one, the one of the, you know, it was like when. When uh, when River told me he didn't like my guitar, <laughs> uh, that hurt for a moment. And then I was like, wait a second. Wait a second. He doesn't like good music. <laughs> right? Am I right? That's true. <laughs> yeah. He likes some, whatever the teenagers like. And I'm like, it's yeah. not good. Right? Mm, that's funny. Poor, poor bud. Like he's heard, I've played music that uh, that I like for him, and he's heard it, and he hates it. You know, he doesn't Ooh, like he any- hates everything I cook, so don't feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's lying because he eats some of it. You know, that's uh, the, sometimes teenagers. That's just, that's just teenage angst. That's all that is. Yeah. You know? Yeah. What's that? Yes. Oh, I see a kid right there. Yeah, he's sneaking around. Yeah, I got one sneaking behind me. They found me. I'm outside, and uh, they found me. Hey, since we were name dropping, and I kind of mentioned one of your teenagers, adult Happy Meals. That's like a new thing that I just learned about. Yes. Uh, yes. I had to get my teenager one, actually, because he... <laughs> And he was like, Mom, look at this. You know, he thought it was like so cool. And I was like, Really? So he's like, I want to get an adult Happy Meal. So, yes, I took my teenager to get an Happy Meal. So I I don't eat like McDonald's stuff and I would never want it. But now I want some of it because didn't we always hear like comedians and people talk about Happy Meals forever? And they're like, 
They should make adult Happy Meals because (laughs) because children are not important and we're important and we want Happy Meals. You know, why don't they make them for us? So now that some marketing guy came up with it and now they've got these adult Happy Meals and that is probably there's probably people getting them because of the novelty. Well, yeah, that's how they make money, bud. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so there. You know, you know what he's brought you? A stick. He's. Brought, he's... <laughs> I, I was gonna say a switch. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's like picked... trying to poke me with the stick here. He got uh... his own switch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Got me a stick. Yeah. There'll probably okay. be random kids running around. Sorry, Ben. Yeah. Okay, so wasn't there a question or two from the internet, maybe? Some from footwear or something like that? Yes, yeah. from the interwebs. He said a switch. Oh, <laughs> that's the only kind of switch my kid knows, Nintendo Switch. Oh, a Nintendo Switch. <laughs> <laughs> my kid just brought me a Nintendo Switch. Why don't, you show him, why don't you show him what a real switch is? Switch <laughs> 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 mean the Nintendo kind? Oh, Oh, yes, bud. I pulled the interwebs earlier today in my Instagram stories uh, saying, hey, what questions do you have for me in bed? So one of them was, uh, do we use any supplements? And I will answer for myself. Oh, supplements. Cool. I, you know, listen, I am at heart a very frugal cheapskate dirt bag person. So like if unless it's absolutely worth it, I'm not gonna use it like a supplement. The only set I think is that is just like one hundred percent everybody probably needs it. I take it daily is a protein supplement. Um because it's hard to get all the protein you need when you're an athlete and you're running and lifting weights. Anyways, and being over forty, um so I, I, I supplement with protein. So like whether it's a protein powder or a protein drink or, you know, some form of protein. And sometimes I do collagen, which isn't a complete protein, but I supplement with collagen and that's it. I don't use creatine. I don't use any of that because um, I think it's a waste of money for, for your average recreational athlete. So. Yeah, I, I totally agree that protein is necessary to supplement into our diet and I didn't think that I would lack protein because I felt like I eat mostly meat but mm-hmm. um, once you got me to start logging my calories and stuff <laughs> uh, yeah I, I quickly learned that um, I wasn't getting anywhere near enough protein and the protein yeah. I was getting it came packaged with too much fat and mm-hmm. maybe too many carbs and so even if you got the correct amount of protein it had too much other stuff with it so you yeah. could never get in the right balance and so yeah. a, a protein supplement that's rich in protein is the only way to balance it out and make it the correct amount yeah that was, and so that's that what it costs across the board most people especially people who are 40 who, you know, we're at a higher rate of muscle and bone density mm-hmm. loss. Yeah. 
up in the protein really helps us repair our muscles, build strong bones, all that good stuff. Uh, so yeah, I think that one is pretty much necessary for, for someone who's active. I think it's a good choice. I mean, yeah, there's lots of other supplements. The return you get for the price you pay is just, yeah. it, it doesn't make sense for most of them. And most of them, you know, supplements aren't regulated by the yeah. FDA. There's, you know, they do the testing, third-party testing all the time about how contaminated they are, how they have the wrong amounts, wrong substances. Uh, yeah. So, you know, in my mind, I would rather spend my money on good food to fuel my body with first and foremost. Um, and so that's what I do instead of supplements. Yeah, the only other thing that I I take, but not all the time, is um, saw palmetto. I don't know if you ever heard of that. Mm-hmm. So it's um, mm-hmm. it's really good uh-huh. for like like your prostate and stuff like that. And uh, mm-hmm. so like people my age, men need to <laughs> old men. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're we're not spring hens, uh, spring bring chicks anymore, are we? But, yeah, yeah. No, and so I'm I not. think, yeah, I think um, I'm a big fan of quality of food. And then if you want to spend, sorry, that's my dog is out here too, not just my kids. Uh, if you want to spend money on supplements yeah sure you know just don't go overboard my dog my dog is agreeing with me if you're wondering what's happening um <laughs> and so yeah supplements you know i think there's a few really good ones caffeine most people don't consider as a supplement but in fact it's actually the perfect pre-workout people are always you know buying pre-workout mixes and i mean really caffeine is the big one that's been shown to to really be best for uh, helping performance, burning fat, all that good stuff. So caffeine, totally a good choice, mm. but I take it in uh, caffeine in um, coffee form is what I'm trying to say. And so. take it in coffee form. <laughs> <laughs> take that straight into my mouth every morning as coffee. Uh, <laughs> and so, yeah, you know, creatine is another one that's been well researched and is safe. And can show benefits for building muscle and, and all of that. Um, you know, if you're willing to pay the money to take it consistently, okay, then, you know, I think it's fine. But I also don't think it's necessary. And so um, I'm just a big fan of people putting both their time and their money into the things that give the highest returns. And I just, most supplements, except for the exception of protein, most supplements just don't do that. Yeah. I'll say one other thing about protein supplements because I had a dude in my office the other day and he was like looking at some of the stuff I had in there. And he asked me about one of these protein supplements. It was like a powder mix that you could make. Uh And uh, I told him I I hadn't had any of that stuff in like over a month. And he asked me why. And there's a reason. And so you've got to be super careful with how much of that stuff you take. So, Mm -hmm. um, because it has like some extra benefits that most people don't know about. And if you take too much, you will be super regular or. Oh, well, if it's whey protein, yeah, you could be lactose intolerant even, but yeah, dairy, like you, the whey form can be tough on your stomach. Yeah. When it's when, yeah, I would just caution people to take it easy. And, and yeah, it's lo- true. When you first increase protein, go slow. Like, yeah. yeah, go mm-hmm. slow. Can, <laughs> yeah, it totally can mess with you for a little bit. Um, especially the way, yeah, you know, um, 
sometimes the others don't do that quite as much like the plant-based ones um yeah but anytime you you kind of change a macronutrient in your diet like mm. that you usually have some effects yeah so from that standpoint i would make sure that if they were going to go out on an adventure don't be doing your extra protein uh for the very first time. Yeah, yeah. Like you like <laughs> going to the bathroom behind trees every five minutes. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, it can mess you up. It can mess you up for sure. Okay. Have you? Uh, what had... other questions? Hold on, I yeah, got. Yeah. What else? Um, Go there was there was another one that asked about. Oh shoot! I should have. Uh, hold on. Hold on. Okay. I don't remember. Okay, give me just a second. Can you still hear me? I can hear you. Okay, I am looking at them, so give me a second. Okay. Top of notes. Best products and ways to take care of your feet. I knew Ooh. there was a foot one. Yeah, okay. I couldn't remember. Okay. So, yeah, whether you're an ultra runner or you're a long distance hiker, any kind of endurance person, if you're on your feet long enough using them in whatever way, you're going to run into probably issues with your feet. So I just want to start out by saying, knock on wood. I'm trying to find some wood. I am a person who naturally does not have many feet problems from, you know, ultra running. And I, I'm just lucky. I think it's just luck of the draw because I don't really do much. I will talk about the things I have done for big endurance events um, to take care of my feet. But truly, I neglect the poor things, and I don't have that many problems. So I feel like I'm not the appropriate person to ask for this. So, Bud, tell us your wisdom. Okay. So most people, like my feet are really beautiful, okay? And yes, I have calluses, <laughs> but my Hashtag feet. Hashtag humble. Yeah. <laughs> I've got nice feet. Okay. That's, that's, that's rare for most people. Okay. okay. Yep. But here's the deal. And this is just how I do it. I don't know why other people do this, but I'm different. Okay. So for me, I, I take this stuff called, uh, um, it's not Tenactin, but it's, uh, it's athlete's foot spray, just generic mm -hmm. stuff, but it has okay. the same ingredients in there. Okay. And most people, don't know this but if you spray your feet like crazy with athlete's foot spray it has to be the spray then the hydrocarbons and other stuff that's in the propellant will dry your feet out and you will also put quit laughing it, it will also <laughs> i i saw you're smart it will, it will, listen to me guys i don't know what he's it, talking about it will dry the skin out on your feet and it will put antifungal stuff on your feet okay? okay and what what ends up happening is your the fungus and bacteria and all that shit is trying to eat your calluses and prevent you from having good calluses and if you spray this stuff on your feet you will basically build good calluses very very quick and yeah. of course it has the other benefit that your feet are going to be super nice they're not going to stink they're going to be, be wonderful. beautiful like bud's yeah. feet supposedly it'll be like my feet I think we're going to have to ask for feet picks. And then you take uh, <laughs> the the blue menthol gold bond foot powder and you put okay. that 
on your feet and you put your socks on, you go to work. Okay. okay. But if you, when you go to a trail run or whatever, I don't put any product on my feet whatsoever. No stupid desitin, no, none of hey, that wait stuff. Wait a minute. Boy. Yeah. I don't even want to hear that. <laughs> I don't know why people grease their feet. I don't like that. Okay. I like mine to be dry when I start and I put in gingy socks on there and then I put my trail running shoes and that's it. So if my foot gets totally wet in a creek, fine, it'll dry out. But I don't like wet stuff on my feet. No Vaseline, no Desitin, no diaper rash well, crap, none of that. Okay, listen. Then, go ahead. I got to interject here. Okay. Because okay. I got to clear my name. I have put Desitin on my feet before. For mm-hmm. Bigfoot 200, I was worried. I did, And I had heard that if you do that... It will protect them for a long period of time. Okay. So I did. Now I will agree. I hate the feeling of having something goopy and like slimy on my feet. It feels horrible. However, I will say after wearing that desitin on my feet yeah. for Bigfoot 200, it was the way to yeah. go. It really, they, my feet came out looking as they had gone in, um, which I think was great. And so I can see the benefit of like a really long ultra using desitin on your feet now prior to that i don't i don't normally do anything to my feet like nothing i do not take care of them (laughs) i do not pamper (laughs) them i don't do anything to them and then i don't do anything when i ultra run i just go and run uh but that one time i did use desitin on my feet and i will have to say it did a great job so i'm kind of sold on it it feels funky at first then it soaks in like your socks and feet yeah and so you don't even notice um but i'm i'm telling you there's something to that, but carry on. Yeah. So then uh, the other thing I do is I keep my toenails like super short. Okay. Yeah. I do that too. And, and I don't think most people realize the reason why you lose your toenails is if they're banging into your shoe or they're, yeah. or they're too long and they're catching and basically uh, rubbing against your sock or the top of your shoe or something with every step. But if you keep your toenails short, you're not going to lose toenails as frequently. You know, it's just yeah, not going to happen. Yeah, I agree. And, and, you know, when I first started ultra running, I had a problem with toenails. And then my body kind of adapted. And I still get, like, black toenails, but not nearly as bad um, hmm. as when the first couple of years of ultra running. But I think that is just your mechanics. Some people, like, no matter what they do, they have toenail and toe issues and then other people never do and so i think a lot of it does boil down to your feet just your mm-hmm. personal feet how they're made um but yeah i mean i sh- i just got lucky that i don't have to worry about my feet but yeah i've heard the desitin thing um but bud bud's got an approach that works and so maybe maybe it'll catch on and be a trend but this mm-hmm. you know athlete spray and yeah Uh, one yeah one other thing like chafing in your crotch or butt crack or whatever it's the worst (laughs) yeah it's the worst so that that is one place where if you're ever going to do like more than 10 miles that's when i need to lube up you gotta lube you gotta lube the undercarriage and that's my that's my um uh mileage limit right there is 10 miles so if you're yeah. going to go more than 10 miles, you got to be lubed. If you're not yeah. going more than 10 miles, you're probably okay. Yeah. Or at least I, I, at least I am. Yeah, yeah, I would, I would see, I see that same trend, I would say. Yeah. So feet, I don't lube, so to speak, but doesn't lube. 
Um, but a lot of people do. I know there's a product called Trail Toes. So again, if you have feet and toe issues, I think like, yeah, find something that works. And then, you know, I don't know, maybe your shoes are off, maybe your socks. I don't know. It could be lots of issues. Yeah. And the other part, I know that people have their own preference for like, um, squirrel nut butter or god knows what they use oh yeah there's lots of different ones out there yeah yeah yeah. i'm not endorsing one over the other i'm just just shouting out what i remembered i'm gonna endorse something and it's called vaseline okay (laughs) regular stinking petroleum jelly and the reason is first people sponsored by by uh whoever makes vaseline yeah (laughs) well you can get generic petroleum jelly but for me that's and they have some with cocoa butter. I don't know. Yeah, they do. But, but the thing for me, and I, I know this sounds gross, but squirrel nut butter, any of that other stuff, they have these little canisters that are like less than what looks like chapstick. And for me, that's not even anywhere near enough. So if you have a big ass tub of Vaseline, if I'm going to lube up for something I'm doing, we're putting like a quarter inch thick layer of Vaseline on like you know everything and so i'm using like 10 percent, 20 percent of what is in that container it is disgusting how much i'm using and you just you can't do that with squirrel nut butter that is true this is a secret lauren training tip um because it's much like buds so i buy the really expensive small amount batch stuff just for a special race day thing but the rest of the time in my training, I just slap on Vaseline because you're right. It works, you know, fairly well and you can use large amounts. It's cheap. You don't have to feel bad about it. Yep. Yeah. And especially during the summer when you really have to lube everything because of the incessant sweat and humidity and all mm. that. Um, yeah. I just go through tubs of Vaseline because if I bought the really uh, good fancy stuff it wouldn't even last one run you know and so <laughs> that's just the way it is i got a lot to cover uh and so yeah i i tried to save the really good stuff for like you know something important and the rest of my runs it's vaseline mm-hmm. baby vaseline for sure yeah it just works yeah yep Oh, and that reminds me of the other question, because we were going to go to Frozen Head. So I love going to Frozen Head here in Tennessee. Mm -hmm. Uh, I took Bud last, well, this year, right? In the winter? Was it this year? Yeah. Yeah, beginning of the year. I mean, it was cold as hell. With snow on the ground. Yeah, it was real cold. This year, last year, but it was cold. Yeah, and it got me thinking, like, we really should start going there more often, like, with a group of friends, like, and doing kind of a group thing. So I think, you know, Tennessee people, anybody wants to meet up at Frozen Head, uh, I've already thought, oh, I should start booking that group campsite there. Um, Just, yeah, it's just fun place to meet up Mm. and hang out, Um, especially during the winter. It doesn't get a lot of foot traffic when it's really cold. And so, yeah, when we go into Frozen Head, that's a good question. It's probably going to be cold, but it'll be good. Yeah, I don't know. Um. My cousin was coming up from Texas at the end of October. I'm going to meet him in Sevierville. Oh. So that's like the 27th of October. Yeah. That that whole week. That's a Halloween weekend. 
so I don't I have no idea what he's doing. It's either like a yeah, right for Halloween, yeah. Or, yeah, he's a so he he's a a blacksmith welder also, and he does art installations. Uh, I don't know if that's what he's doing, but um, it could be music. He's also a, a recording artist, music musician, and so somehow we'll get together and either fish or trail run or mountain bike or do something. You take him to Frozen Head. Well, we're going to Sevierville. I don't. I don't know why he's going to be in Sevierville, but that's, that's where we'll not be. Too far, really. There's better stuff there. Like. <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know. With you know, coming up for Bud and I, we signed up for this adventure race. It's the new one that's taking place in Chattanooga mm-hmm. in um, the first weekend of June, and I'm super excited about it. Uh, so yeah, I think it's going to be good. That's what we've got on the horizon that we're riding bikes and cross training for. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've done a lot of traveling this year, hence the poor podcast. Uh, how many episodes did we get out this year? Two, one, three. I don't know. Sorry, everyone. That is totally my fault. All my fault. Um, but yeah, race wise, you know, I don't even have any races booked except for what we always do, Black Mountain and then um this adventure race so yeah things have just been a little weird this year uh what do you got planned bud anything else uh not not the stuff i'm signed up for i mean there's yeah. stuff i'm definitely doing but uh not like official races and stuff yeah so you got a relatively new piece of gear that you really like oh yeah oh my you gosh want, you, you want to talk about it yeah, the Ultra Spire. Uh, I got the Adventure Pack. Um, like the, that's the ep- Epic 3.0. The Epic XT, I think, is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's their Fast Pack slash, you know, Overnight Pack, um, whatever you want to call it, Hydration Pack. Absolutely love it. I haven't been really satisfied with any of my Fast Packs I've bought from other brands in the past. So I feel like I need something that fits and performs really well because when I undertake these adventures using that kind of pack, it's just so important because it's, you know, it's carrying everything you need. You want it to feel good. So anyways, long story short, I decided to try the Epic XT um, Fast Pack by Ultra Spire. And I am telling you, it's amazing. I just took it on a giant adventure and have been using it. Um, Love it. Probably the most favorite pack I've ever owned from any brand is this Ultra Spire Fast Pack. I just, you know, I'm a small female. It's a one-size-fits-all. It fits me really well. If you're a really giant dude, I don't know how well it would fit you. Um, but I love it. Love it. Like I will never use another adventure pack. <laughs> so that's my, my PSA. <laughs> yeah. So like, um, technical aspects of it. So it has, uh, 30 liters of capacity. Yes. It has 30 liter capacity yeah. storage. Um, it holds the bladder. It also holds front water bottles. Oh. But it's got all kinds of uh, great spaces, and the fabric is amazing. Yeah, there's just... uh, Super high-quality fabric. Yeah, and my biggest complaint with other fast packs, especially the ones targeted for females, 
the front pockets are so tiny, you can fit nothing in them. And it just mm -hmm. annoys me to no end. I can't get a cell phone in there. I can't get one of my filter bottles in there. I can't get anything. And um, just and this one it. has a cell phone specific pocket. Yeah, it's got all kinds of pockets. It's got deep pockets. It also has pockets on the waistband. Um, it has and it has the it has a waist belt, which yes, is waist really belt. supportive. I prefer, it, but it fits so great. Um, yeah, I just could not say enough good things about this pack. I took it and put it through quite an adventure um, that I undertook just a couple weeks ago. Um, but yeah, I just it's fantastic. Like, I wish I had tried it sooner. I don't even know how long it's been out on the market, but it's an amazing pack. I'm going to use it for our adventure race. I use it for short, fast packing or backpacking trips. Um, you know, if you're just doing a couple of days, it's plenty, plenty of space for food and, and everything you need. Um, yeah, just can't say enough about it. Right. So my, my feeling is, um, compared to some of the other brand fast packs and, uh, I think I have a Nathan one or no, mm -hmm. it's a, yeah, it is a Nathan one. I think. No, I've got an ultimate direction fast pack. I have both. I have a Nathan yeah. fast pack and a, a ultra ultimate direction. Sorry. Yeah. And then I got, um, uh, some orange mud kind mm -hmm. of fast packs <clears throat> and those, those are really high quality, but they're flimsy. And when I say flimsy, there's like not any internal frame. And so mm -hmm. this, this ultimate or this, uh, ultra spire one is, uh, that's like, a it's one step below the sturdiness of like a backpack. Mm -hmm. And so it bridges the gap between what most people have as an athletic fast pack versus a frame backpack. Right. Know? Right. And it's it feels amazing. Yeah. yeah like so I did a gnarly adventure with it and I'm telling you, it was the most amazing pack I've ever worn. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. That's cool. Uh, kayaking. Mm, kayaking. What kind of kayaking, bud? There's all different kinds. Yeah, well, I've mostly been fish kayaking or whatever, not whitewater kayaking. Uh-huh. But you went on a women's kayak adventure the other day or a few weeks ago. Uh, well, I did go on a little, I'd call it a little tiny adventure. Uh, I, I was, um, in Hawaii doing some exploring and, and stuff. And, um, I was invited to try and some outrigging canoe, which just seems fascinating. And so I got to do that in the ocean there and play with sea turtles. Um, yeah, it was really cool. I'd love to kayak and canoe. Um, this was the first time I'd done outrigging canoeing. Um, so it was totally fun. Yeah. And in the, in the ocean and. It was different uh, than anything I've done kayaking-wise before. Um, yeah, really neat. So an outrigger is, can you tell us what that is? Uh, no. <laughs> Not really. I can show you. I can draw you a picture. It looks like a very, okay, so I can, I can describe it. Um, it looks like a very, very slender, V-shaped, ultralight kayak slash canoe it looked more of a canoe shape um but more of that pointed v instead of like a u if you imagine like a boat you know you think of like mm -hmm. a wooden uh and it's, it's just very slender very light 
And um, on one side there is, I don't even know what it's called for stability. I don't know. That's, that's the outrigger. That's the outrigger. Yeah. 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 And so, um, yeah. And you can steer it. There's pedals you use with your feet um, to do the steering. Cause you know, you're in the ocean and you're, you're battling mm -hmm. waves and currents and, uh, yeah, that's about my extent of knowledge. I probably should have studied. Thanks for the, you know, heads up, bud. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't, I don't know all of the mechanics of it, um, or how you would describe outrigging, uh, outrigging canoeing. Um, but I have fun and I like well, that's it. So you don't, it's so you don't flip over. Right? Yeah. Yeah. To help yeah. hold you steady. Um, and so, yeah, it was just neat. I've never been in one like that. Um, so it was pretty cool. Yeah. That's cool. I think the last time I was on the water was um, safety boating at the Chattanooga Ironman. Oh, and that's I, right. Yeah. Do you enjoy I that? that? Yeah, I did. I did that with my sister and we did um, stand up paddle boards. Of course, I was sitting down, though, but um, that was super fun. And uh, I've never experienced the race from that mm. aspect. The only other times I'd done it, I was one of the swimmers. And so... Right it was weird to have like all these many thousands of people swimming by, you know? Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And the, like the fast as hell athletes at the beginning and then the crazy ones in the middle who are just piled up on each other and then the, <laughs> the slow ones at the end, you know? Yeah. And it yeah. was, it was so cool. That it, is it was, it was like, like herding cats, you know, at the end, because you had people who are just like, swimming off in all different directions they didn't know where the hell they were going and some people can't swim straight i've not seen that before but they just go <laughs> that'd be me <laughs> <laughs> yeah some people swam like almost twice the distance because they're just going oh. zigzagging oh, the whole way <laughs> yeah that would probably be me i wouldn't know what the hell i'm doing or where i'm going <laughs> Uh, yeah, that is cool, though, to be, you know, you've done that race before, the, mm -hmm. you know, Ironman Chattanooga, but to see it from that side, I bet, is really yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. And there was lots of cool people, like, out there on boats and stuff, you know. Yeah. yeah. That was fun. Good. Yeah, so see, look at us doing all this cross-training, biking and kayaking and... <laughs> yeah. You know, I will say, I had... Um, some like tendonitis on one of my biceps oh i remember and, that yeah and then kayaking like rowing the kayak actually mm -hmm. helped to alleviate some of that pain oh that's good yeah, yeah. kind of keeping it moving without hurting mm -hmm. it yeah, yeah it, it did nice. it really did speaking of we got to do uh you know part of our adventure race is canoeing some distance that's right so uh me and you, we've never canoed or paddled together. No. All these and... years, and we've never. So, I mean, this could be quite an undertaking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Are I'll... you steering or am I? Well, we both will have a paddle. And, you know, as long as you don't hit me, I think we're good. <laughs> <laughs> on the next day, Bud will be missing, and I'm like posting for a new adventure race partner. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm usually happy, happy go lucky. On the head with paddle. Right. I mean, 
I'm I'm real happy go lucky when we're doing stuff, and the only time I'm irritable is usually not towards you. It's usually when uh, I'm hungry and someone's in my way and I need food. <laughs> That's angry. the only time I'm irritable. Yeah, angry. <laughs> yep. So we gotta uh, we gotta we gotta do some canoe. We have to. Uh, I'm in town. Or we gotta figure it out. Yeah. So that is and part I, of it. Uh, yeah. And I can't go near a body of water without, you know, wetting a line. So I have to. That means fishing. Okay. <laughs> I'm like looking at you, I'm like, this is not making sense. Like, what <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Yeah. I mean, if I'm gonna my be in kid, a... he's like, Mom, how much longer? <laughs> if I'm gonna be in a canoe, I gotta fish. I mean, I'm. That's just. Okay. That's got I mean, to happen. We will, you know, make a time and place for it um, once we get our our paddling done. If we don't kill each other, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, we gotta get on it. Got to get on it. Bud and Lauren, uh, hit the canoe. That should be interesting. My child is still trying to hit me with a stick. Show show him what it feels like. <laughs> <laughs> now he's beating me with a stick. <laughs> oh, have children! They said it'll be fun. They said. No, it's actually <laughs> it's act it's actually not. It's actually not fun. It's horrible. That's <laughs> a lot of work. <laughs> I saw this. Uh, what was it? It was like an internet meme or something like that. And they said uh, the the average cost of raising a kid is like. Eighty thousand dollars, and then it said the average cost to raise a dog is a thousand dollars. And it said, Wel- "Welcome to my TED Talk." Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> oh, children's little rascals that you forced. <laughs> I got my little one out here with me. Oh, okay. What's up? What else is on that list, bud? Um, the only topic on here that I haven't asked you about is Hawaii. Okay, so yeah, I just went to Hawaii, got back, I don't even know, I guess I've been back a week or so. Um, Yeah, I had the opportunity to go and do a special backpacking trip with some friends I have out there. Um, Yeah, it was just a really neat adventure. I can't really say all the details about it, but it was really fun. I got to try out my Ultra Spire uh, pack on that expedition and yeah had a great time so that's where I, obviously I did the outrigging canoeing um, and then kind of did this mountain trek which was super fun and super challenging but yeah it was a good and that, time and that that mountain trek is kind of a rare accomplishment right yeah um, getting access and permission to use the land and to to get to where we were going it's really treacherous tourists typically aren't allowed there and a lot of people just don't go to this area tucked away back in the mountains and so we we had the opportunity to do it. and so that made it extra special uh it was really cool yeah it was a great adventure uh it really challenged me in ways that are similar to ultra running but yet different um so yeah i enjoyed it immensely and it made me i think it made me realize doing this track you know backpacking trip in Hawaii uh, of how exciting and just fun I think the adventure race is going to be I love you know multi-day events endurance events but all I've done is just strictly running and so I'm really excited 
to do an endurance event where you are using different skills and doing different sports. And so this track kind of gave me a taste of that. And yeah, I'm just really excited to try it. I think I'm going to get hooked. How about you, bud? Yeah, I'm, I'm excited about it. You know, uh, I, I want, I'm looking forward to all the training we're going to do and doing different okay. stuff like <laughs> climbing and rappelling and canoeing and caving and whatever. And yeah. um, the only part that is uh, difficult for me, even though I feel like uh, I can do it, is like probably map reading or orienting or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Because I think when I look at a map, um, I'm looking at stuff on a map, but I'm not really using a map. You know? mm -hmm. Like I've seen maps for all <laughs> kinds of stuff, right? Yeah. But we, we rely so much on GPS now. Oh, yeah. And, and it's like, okay, so I've never really um, sat down with a compass and, like, had to look at what direction I'm going, you know? Yeah, though, that, that part is even, challenging. Even though I know what a compass is and, you know, <laughs> every, I everyone know does. I know you the Explorer, so I know you know yeah. things about maps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but if you were going to, like, use a compass and go like 30 degrees in a certain direction, you know, for a mile. Yeah. Well, it would, if you don't have a GPS watch, how the hell do you know you want a mile? I mean. Yeah. So the, the whole trekking without using GPS devices, you know, where you have to use a map and compass and, and do some. Yeah. Um, it's something definitely that we've already committed to practice and learn more about. So I'm excited about that aspect, but yeah, I think it's going to be challenging. We'll see. I'm back to, you know, where I was when I was about five years old and had a compass. You know, I can point it. I can see what direction north is, you know. And that's what I'm looking at right now. I'm just like, there's an arrow. And we'll figure it out. We'll be okay. Yeah, we're going to yeah. actually, uh, there's like a orienteering club here in Nashville. And we're going to go to one of their events and uh, get to try out some, some, uh, things they have set up to do so i'm excited i think yeah. we're fine we've got plenty of time to kind of practice our skills uh i think we've got a long ways to go and everything uh -huh. <laughs> but we'll get there it's just going to take some training so yeah yeah so. A anyhow i'm just kind of looking at it like in in our group uh i don't think we have a a navigator at this point <laughs> i think someone's gonna have to step up <laughs> oh we can always like you know flip a coin or something <laughs> I'm, a, I'm gonna be watching what the other idiots are doing that's what yeah. i'm gonna be doing you know? I, you know i feel pretty good about my navigation skills i definitely need more practice and and all that and education perhaps uh but i do feel i mean i'm i feel like i'm pretty good at reading maps and and doing things like that not the best okay i'm just gonna not well you know, I know that we think we, we know stuff, but I don't think we do. No, we, we've got a long ways to go. We've got a lot to do before June, but we'll get it done. I mean, it's it's like my top priority. Um, I'm still running, obviously, and we'll continue to, you know, I'll probably even run like a 50K or a 50 miler before this adventure race. So, you know, that part, the endurance part, I'm keeping up with. But yeah, I, my other priority is, okay logistically getting better at reading a map using a compass and, 
and doing, you know, that basic um, kind of skill set. But it's also mm. more time on the mountain bike. Like, we both were kind of worn out. I think we kicked our asses um, when we went on this last yeah. bike ride, man. Like, I, Yeah, it was, it was harder than I remember it being. Yeah, it felt hard. So I'm thinking, gosh, we got a long way to go. So, you know, we've, uh, we've got time. We've got, what, like seven more months, eight mm-hmm. more so we're, we're good. It's like growing a baby. We almost got it. We'll just, you know. <laughs> not, not, nothing about that sounds good. Yeah. Sounds pleasant, huh? Yeah. yeah no, nothing okay. about that sounds good. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure to do an adventure race than do that again. <laughs> Yeah, it'll be good. We've got plenty of time. It's going to be a fun new adventure. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So, you know, and we'll approach it. It's an endurance event, so I feel like both of us are well-versed in endurance, and it's just a little bit different twist on endurance. Um, but coming from the backgrounds we both have, you know, with mm-hmm. and triathlons, and um, yeah, I think I think we're going to do great. I, I do, too. That. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, so I guess I'm going to go inside and take a supplement. Oh, you're uh, going to take a supplement before bed? Alcohol, is that a supplement? Uh, sure, bud. We can use a lot of supplement. That's funny. <laughs> I, uh, I have rogue kids running around, probably tearing down the house because mom's, you know, out here on her podcast. So I got to go. Uh, being mom and see what's okay. going on. So, all right. Well, thanks for rambling with me, bud. Absolutely. Hey, what do you got tomorrow? Are you going biking, running? What are you doing? Um, Jim is volunteering at a race. I'm home with the kids. So I will be doing um, probably just some running tomorrow. Maybe when he gets back, I'll grab a quick trail ride on my bike. But, um, yeah, I'll just be lifting weights and running probably tomorrow. Doing the mom thing. Okay. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going mountain biking tomorrow. Oh, uh, nice! You guys, you want to share uh, where you go? Well, you don't have to share where you're going, but you can say what mountain. Yeah, I can, I can share where I'm going because okay. there's no one gonna hear this until I'm done. Murder, <laughs> <laughs> bud. All of our eight <laughs> listeners. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm going up to that Five Points Ascalon place on Lookout Mountain. Yeah, yeah. That'll be good. That will be good. Look at us training. Mm-hmm. Again. <laughs> yeah. And I'm I'm not taking Eleanor. I'm oh, taking good. a different bike. Yeah. That's going to just piss her off even more. Than the- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What are you playing with there? What's that? It's my <laughs> oh headphones. <laughs> it's my earbuds that don't have you know work. The mic doesn't work on them, and they're all tangled. They were in my pocket, so I'm. It looks like I'm finger knitting, but I'm really trying to untangle my earbuds. Okay. And yes, they have wires because I'm old, and I just use the ones that come with the phone because that's okay. That's me, cheapskate dirtbag who doesn't. Hey, like look, I've phone. got, I've got wireless ones. 
right here. Oh, you're you're high tech, man. I know. Yeah, I'm impressed. And just like I All modify right. stuff, so I modified these. Oh, of course. I did. Of yeah. Of course. Monica way. I know. All right. Thank All you, right. Warren. Go get your Have supplement. a good evening. All right. Bye. Bye-bye.